Picture this. You're outside in New York City, where the streets were once endlessly filled with cars and the sidewalks with people. It's oddly quiet. The few people that are out and about are shopping for the essentials, like groceries, or they are part of an essential business. The constant hum of traffic and human interaction has dimmed down. You can now hear birds in the city, where you couldn't before. Smell the clean air and the blossoming flowers. There's a massive white ship pulling into the harbor. Is it an oil tanker? It looks like one, but why would it be painted white? And what is the red thing on the front? Oh, it's a giant red cross standing out against the white of the ship. The USNS Comfort is pulling into New York City. The USNS Comfort pulled into New York City on March 30th to aid in the COVID-19 pandemic that hit New York harder than any other city in the United States. The Comfort is home to nurses and doctors, and without the nurses on the Comfort treating patients, caring for citizens, and helping us in this crisis, it would prove to be quite difficult. I'm your host, MC2 Alexa Trafton. And I'm your host, MC2 Levingston Lewis. And welcome back to Ears Adrift. Did you know the earliest recorded hospital ship in world history was the British ship, the HMS Goodwill, with a Royal Navy squadron that sailed in the Mediterranean in 1608? No, I didn't know that. And did you know during the First World War, passenger liners were converted to hospital ships for mass casualties, the best example being the RMS Aquitania and the HMHS Britannic? No, no I didn't. The first purposely built hospital ship for the U.S. Navy was the USS Relief which was commissioned in 1921 and served both the Navy and the Army in the Second World War. Interesting. Our two current hospital ships, the USNS Comfort and the USNS Mercy, have served the U.S. Navy since 1986 and 1987. They were originally San Clemente-class supertankers that were converted to what are now called Mercy-class ships. Get ready for this, because I'm about to make your head spin. Both ships are fully equipped with the following. 12 operating rooms, a 1,000-bed hospital facility, a medical laboratory, digital radiological services, a pharmacy, an optometry lab, a CAT scan, two oxygen-producing plants, and a helo deck. That sounds like a lot. But wait, there's more. The size of the crew can be roughly 1,200 active duty personnel and 71 civilians. These ships normally operate on minimal manning while in home port, but can be fully activated within five days and ready to roll out. So why are we talking about the Comfort and the Mercy? I mean, we are in the Navy and we love ships. All day, every day, haze gray, underway, woo! Calm down, Trafton. Uh, you've never gone on a real underway. Okay, I count my five days on the USS Milwaukee, thank you. Okay. Shout out to LCS5, you guys are great. But I can get excited about this because the real highlight of this podcast are some of the kindest and most caring people that we have to offer in naval service. Funny story again about becoming a nurse and putting in my MESA package is that I lost a bet. This is Lieutenant Stephanie Kaiser, a Navy nurse on board the USNS Comfort. So I was in Guam and I was pregnant with my first kiddo and my dream was to be a stay-at-home mom. And my division officer said, uh, if the CO denies your chit to get out early, you need to put in your MESA package. And here I am. We all have a story as to how we ended up where we are today, like how Kaiser actually ended up joining the Navy. Well, it's quite funny. So uh, when I, after I took the ASVAB, they offered me a couple different jobs and then they sold me on becoming a corpsman because they said I could wear scrubs like Grey's Anatomy. 
Fort Commander Lori Cece. Actually, the Navy is a second career for me. I have a BA in business, human resource management. Um, I did that for a couple years, and I decided that I really needed to do something that I made a difference. So she chose nursing, and in school, she met a recruiter and was accepted to the bachelor completion program. So um, I graduated in 1994 from William Patterson College. It's now a university. And I went right into, um, right on to active duty. Navy nurses are all around the world, from small to large commands, afloat and ashore. But the Navy didn't even have a nurse corps until 1908, with the first 20 women to serve as the first official nurses. They were known as the Sacred 20. Wow, I would think we would have a nurse corps before 1908. Right? So after the nurse corps was officially established, the Navy nurses served in full capacity. So much so that three out of four Navy crosses in World War I were awarded posthumously to Navy nurses during the 1918 flu epidemic. When World War II rolled around, they served in full capacity again, and their forces grew to 1,799 active duty nurses and 9,222 reserve component nurses around the world. That's a big jump. Yes, and the Nurse Corps has grown a lot since then, too. What I thought was interesting is a quote by English writer George Saintsbury. He said, nurses dispense comfort, compassion, and caring without even a prescription. Commander Cece says, In terms of nursing in general, um, it's it's a profession that you, you really touch people's lives every day, and that's huge, and it's an honor. It's an honor to take care of people when they're really vulnerable and scared. Lieutenant Kaiser says that she loves being able to connect with her patients. I always try to make some sort of connection with everybody that I meet. I love watching their progress of, um, from being sick into being discharged and healthy, and it's just an amazing thing to witness. The connection to patients and being able to help them when they are most vulnerable are two important factors in both Commander Cece and Lieutenant Kaiser's careers. It's why they're both on the USNS Comfort today. This mission is different than any other mission that we've had in Navy medicine, but I think it's the same in terms of you adapt. There's constant change and there's things you have to um, work around and work together and kind of um, meet those challenges and meet them head on and provide good care. And I think that's the core here is to provide good patient care. Now from my experience, being deployed on a ship takes a lot out of you physically, mentally, and emotionally. Something Trafton wouldn't know anything about. Watch it, Lewis. I worked some hard hours, but it was rewarding at the end of the day because I knew I had a family waiting for me back at home, and I missed them so bad. I miss my family terribly. I would like to thank them for sticking with me through this craziness. Um, and it's been an honor, you know, it's, it's, it's been an honor to help New York um, we're thank you for the welcome that we've gotten from them. Uh, the people seem really happy that we're here and appreciative. Um, and it's, it's just been, um, it's amazing all the support we've gotten. So for me, deploying as a CB, I definitely missed my son. But I knew that the work we were doing was part of a bigger picture. So it was pretty rewarding at the end of the day. This is my first deployment. Um, and so it's really hard being away from my family and I just want to thank them because they're doing an amazing job. My husband's doing an amazing job on the home front keeping my 
son, Landon, and my daughter, Carly, entertained and homeschooling and all that stuff. He's got his hands full, and I'm just so thankful for him. Um, New York City, I'm thankful to be here. Um, just want to put it out there that we are here to help them. Um, and we are willing with open arms and big hearts to help in any way that we can. Okay guys, that's it for this episode of Ears Adrift. Keep us on your radar and keep posted for new episodes each month. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, our Facebook page, or on our website at www.ah.mil. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm MC2 Levingston Lewis. And I'm MC2 Alexa Trafton. Happy Nurses Day. <laughs>